hello, hello, and hello. Welcome to the Movie Bugle Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am the host of this show. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of me talking about movies and TV shows. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Like, this is probably going to be episode 21 or 22. Um, it's This week is actually Marvel Appreciation Week for me because I'm doing a double feature. So, on this particular episode, we're going to be talking about Black Widow, and I'm also releasing another episode talking about the Loki season finale, season one. So um, this week, I just decided to appreciate Marvel in all of its glory. So <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to check out The Movie Bugle on my Instagram page, which is at The Movie Bugle. You can also check out The Movie Bugle online. I have like a little, it's like Linktree. Um it's uh it's not really a website but it's like a link page where you can go and like find all the different links where you can check out the movie bugle whether it's you know for the podcast eventually when i get my youtube channel up and running but it's link so that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash the movie bugle or if you're on my instagram page you can go over there and just click the link in my bio so uh oh yeah and also the movie bugle is on a few more platforms now so i've been saying it for the past couple of weeks you know when i first started the movie bugle launched on apple podcast it launched on spotify it launched on google but now we are on iheart radio podcast we are on stitcher and we are also on tune in so i have some exciting and new things that are coming down the line so please be be sure to be plugged in and tune in what's been going on everyone you know what has everyone been watching it's it's so crazy and amazing because we've been like i said we've been in this you know parallelogram for the past year and it seems like it's like uh it's not going away like we got a little glimpse of hope you know with the vaccines and everyone started to open back up and theaters opening up and now we have this whole delta variant or you know all this speaking of variants <laughs> this you know this new delta strain that's causing everything to close down um at the time of me recording this los angeles county county over here in california is actually going um not back into shutdown but um they were not requiring masks um anywhere as long as you were quote unquote vaccinated um, but now you have to wear a mask inside doors again even regardless of your vaccination status um, because the cases are rising again so everyone be safe out there you know it's we're gonna get over this one day hopefully um, but in the meantime, we have a lot of movies and content that is coming our way. And I'm so excited. Now, as I said before, this is Marvel Appreciation Week. And the reason why I wanted to do a Marvel Appreciation Week is because, you know, I was thinking and I was like, there's so much content that Marvel has been giving us in 2021. And it is glorious. <laughs> it's that's the only way that I can really describe it, because you know, we had Avengers Endgame in 2019, and then we had Spider-Man Far From Home 2019. And then without a pandemic, we were supposed to have, you know, Black Widow um, in 2020. Um, and I think there was supposed to be from like July of 2019 to May, that was supposed to be the break, right? But then the, the pandemic happened. So we've been without Marvel content from July 20, uh, sorry, to 2019 to pretty much when WandaVision came out, which was January, 2021. 
So this is about a year and a half of no Marvel content. And I think, you know, I was getting a little, you know, like stressed out. I was like, you know, I need some good content because let's be honest, there's not a lot of other franchises out there that's going to give us the same level of appreciation um fan service good content you know and it's, it's one of those things i'll talk about it a little bit more when i actually get into like the review of black widow but marvel for the most part doesn't miss the mark you know it's very rarely you'll say marvel has a bad movie and when i say marvel i mean disney marvel because you know marvel you have marvel the brand that has all these different superheroes and stuff but then within the movie you know industry you have disney marvel for a while you have fox marvel and then you also had uh sony marvel sony marvel is where spider-man and all of spider-man's characters resided you know you have fox marvel which was the x-men um uh fantastic four um ghost rider you know for the longest time not a disney has bought and acquired um fox all of those characters and content now belongs to disney so disney is the almost the sole conglomerate of all of the marvel content the only lone soldier over there is my boy spider-man over there at sony but so when i say you know they usually don't miss their mark i'm talking about disney marvel they usually they don't miss their mark you know with content even if a movie is not as good as another one it's usually like it's great and not so great but it's never like oh this movie is horrible you know what i mean so they've they've been really giving us they've been feeding us since iron man one and i have been enjoying all of it um but we are officially in phase four i did a podcast earlier uh with my boy oscar who's actually on the loki podcast so make sure you check that out as well um i did a podcast talking about wandavision and then when falcon and the winter soldier on disney plus was coming out i did stuff here and there um talking about the different things the different themes of falcon and the winter soldier um so you know loki just wrapped as well and now we have our first official marvel movie in theaters slash disney plus and i am ready to get into it so before i get into the my actual thoughts about black widow i wanted to give you guys you know some box office information and i talk about box office a little bit on here only because you know numbers mean something and i it's not i always say it's not for the big executives up top you know it trickles down in so many different you know avenues and lanes you know when you have a movie that performs especially if it's a, a character or material that we want you know if it does well in the box office that usually screams a sequel or you know that uh, more opportunity or where does that go where does that franchise go so let's talk about you know the uh the box office report a little bit for black widow um so i previously reported to you guys um that i want to say it was oh why am i drawing a blank here oh a quiet place 2 so a quiet place 2 was the first movie in the pandemic to actually make some real headlines uh, with box office uh, a quiet place 2 was released with paramount strictly theaters so no other avenue um it actually just hit streaming uh where you can purchase it you can also stream it on paramount plus but when a quiet place 2 came out in may it was you know theaters only and it broke records as far as making money throughout you know during this pandemic and then i recently talked to you guys about fast nine and how fast nine pretty much broke that um with it 
And I want to, I forgot the box office. I should have had it, should have wrote it down in my notes. But, anyways, um, Fast Night was also theaters only. Um, it was a universal release and uh it did really good um despite what people may think about the movie itself but it it broke numbers as far as you know releasing movies during a pandemic and you know just a show of hope of people going back to the theaters now we have black widow so let's talk about it a little bit let's talk about it um so overall it made 250 sorry 215 million dollars opening weekend worldwide now what does that mean black widow came out in theaters and also disney plus for purchase for a 29.99 dollar purchase you can unlock it early on disney plus um and you can watch it from there so i wanted to break that down just a little bit more disney actually released uh a um uh, a box office report just talking about these numbers because they wanted to put their information out there and they usually don't do that studios don't usually say hey you know we made this and they give a breakdown of all the money but disney did um so they pretty much said that 60 million of that 215 was from disney plus alone global so across the entire world not just domestic but across the entire world 60 million dollars was disney plus now that's impressive because that means $60 million uh, worth of an accounts went online and unlocked it uh, for 30 bucks. And the good thing for Disney is all of that money went to them. You know, when movies are playing in theaters, they have to share their profits with the theater. They have to share the profits with the movie chains and stuff like that. So unlocking it on Disney Plus, there was no middleman. All that money goes to them. Um, and then from there, $80 million um, was made from domestic theaters. So here in the United States, $80 million uh, box office and then 70, about $75 million from international theaters. So I would assume that from between Disney Plus and theaters, you know, Black Widow made up over $100 million opening weekend, which is around, you know, on par with other, you know, Marvel movies. So what does that mean? The theater experience is coming back. Um, you know, I was going to go see it in theaters, um, but I actually got sick around the time. Actually, I had tickets bought and everything. I was going to go see it at the Chinese theater, but I actually ended up getting sick. Thank God I wasn't COVID. Uh, just wasn't feeling good for a few days. But, um, you know, so I watched it on Disney Plus. I unlocked it and um, it was good. It was cool. It was a cool experience. It was the first time I actually watched. No, it wasn't. I did Riot and The Last Dragon on there as well. But I did tell myself that I wanted to go try and see as many movies in the theater this summer as I could. So I didn't make it uh, to see theaters with this one. But, you know, I'm excited for all the other ones. I think the last movie on Disney Plus that is coming out this summer that they're doing the premiere access for for now is going to be Jungle Cruise with The Rock and Emily Blunt. Every other movie that I come that's coming from Disney or Pixar or whatever the case may be is going to be strictly in theaters. Um, they're going to try to push that because you really get your money from, you know, watch a movie in theaters. You know, if we think about it. Uh, Avengers Endgame made three hundred and fifty million dollars domestic opening weekend over a billion dollars uh, worldwide in just one weekend. It made that much because you have people like me who saw Avengers Endgame multiple times in the theater. When you have a $30 purchase at home, you can watch the movie as much as you want to over and over for that singular price. But if I go see it in a Chinese theater or, well, Chinese IMAX theater, that's $21 for a ticket three times in one weekend, they're going to get my money. 
So, but what is, like I said, what does the box office mean? Why does it matter? You know, it's more movies. We we have a few more movies coming out this year. We have Shang-Chi, which is coming out in September. The Eternals, which I'm super excited about because I know absolutely nothing about the Eternals. I know nothing about Shang-Chi either, but, you know, it's the, the Eternals is like the next, you know, uh, I'm about to say franchise, but it's the next ensemble cast. You know, it has Angelina Jolie in it. I'm super excited about that one. And then the one that I feel like I'm going to be a little boy crying in the theater um, just from all of the pure glory and excitement. And I can't believe they're going to do this is Spider-Man No Way Home, which is coming out in December. I'm super excited about this. I'm super excited for uh, that movie to come out. So yeah, that's the box office, 215 million opening, uh, uh, opening weekend. Um, so there you have that now black widow, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it because ooh child. Okay. So black widow, black widow, just as a preface really quick, um, it takes place right after the events of captain America civil war. Um, so as you know, in that movie, Black Widow, she pretty much fell on uh, Tony Stark's side as far as, hey, maybe we all should sign the Sokovia Accords, um, you know, and they had the big airport fight, you know, between Iron Man and Captain America and all the other Avengers and everything like that. Um, you know, but she was always loyal to Captain America, ended up betraying, you know, the government, you know, when she stunned Black Panther. Um, and then she pretty much went on a one on the run. And that's where this movie pretty much takes place. Um, as far as time span, because we all know that the character Natasha and Romanoff, not not Natasha, Natasha. Oh my God, Justin, get it together. Natasha Romanoff, aka Black Widow, uh, did pass away in Avengers Endgame when she sacrificed herself for the Soul Stone. So just to give a clear, like, hey, this is where that story takes place. You know, obviously that's still it happened. They just went back, and part of it is, you know, the the fans of Black Widow has always said that she deserves her own movie. She's the only female in the original six Avengers. She didn't get her own, you know, all that good stuff, you know. So we have Black Widow, and I'm just gonna give my overall thoughts really quick, and then I'm just gonna go into some of the themes and everything like that. Now, like I said, Marvel usually doesn't miss with their movies. You know, you have great and not so great, uh, but overall movies are good. In my humble opinion, um, Black Widow falls on the not so great side. Um, it's still good. It's still a great movie. I still have fun with it. Um, and I'm going to tell you why I feel like Black Widow falls on the not so great side. Um, so before, so basically, you know, when I, when I pictured a Black Widow movie, actually, let me, let me say this first. Let me say this. Black, the story that we got was great. Um, I actually applaud Disney Marvel for leaning into the whole, you know, child abduction theme with these, you know, agents with these Black Widows and stuff like that. You know, they've been getting a little bit more um, risque with their, you know, content and it's been very interesting just to see their bold choices. 
of how they're going to relay messages. They were very bold with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, they were bold with Black Panther, um, with their themes and content and stuff. And they, they were bold here. Um, the reason why I say it wasn't so great, in my opinion, is this is not the story that I really wanted from a Black Widow movie. Or instead of saying story, maybe I should say the series of events or the architecture of a Black Widow movie. Like, like I remember watching, uh, I, I think it was Captain America Civil War. I remember watching that movie and I remember saying, I would love to see uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye, you know, movie. And even though they don't have superhero superpowers, I think it'd be really cool because they can lean into like the super spy. They can lean into that. And I love me like a suspense thriller type thing. You know, I was thinking like a Jason Bourne type movie, you know, really intense. They can even go into like a uh, James Bond uh, type thing. And it had elements of it, but I feel like they, you know, they didn't really lean into that piece of it. You know, it, they try to be funny on parts that they didn't need to be funny on. Um, I just, I don't know. I didn't really connect with it. So going down the list really quick, there's a few things that I wanted to point out as far as, you know, what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, let's start from the beginning, you know, the open credits with the whole like montage of the different, you know, uh, child abductions and all the stuff like that. You know, that was great. The whole opening scene with, you know, them, you know, you have Natasha and her sister, um, Yelena, you know, playing when they're children and then, you know, Yelena gets hurt and, you know, the mom comes around and takes them inside. They're setting up dinner and then dad comes home and mom can see something is going on. And, you know, they go on, a, on the hunt for their lives. The whole montage was great. That whole opening scene was amazing. I was like, oh, OK, this is this is what we're going into. And, you know, this is what we're about to do with this. And it goes into like the opening credits for the movie. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, it's, this is, this is really great. I love it. Um, you get into the, when the movie is starting and, you know, it, we fast forward to, you know, uh, uh, Natasha, she's on the run. They're trying to go after her. You have, um, um, I forgot the character is Bolt last name he's the one with the working with the government and um he is trying to capture you know black widow and of course she outsmarts him and you know they're not even in the same place so that was great but as the movie started to go on i was just like i feel like there's just something missing you know, uh, one of the things I feel like it was missing is uh, Clint Barton. Like, where was Hawkeye? Like, how can you have a whole Black Widow movie without Hawkeye? And like, they're supposed to be like best friends. You know, they went on all these secret spy missions together. And I don't know, like one. OK, for example, Budapest. They've been talking about Budapest since the first Avengers movie, making little jokes about it. And, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Or do you remember that? Or you remember things differently than how I remember things. And then we finally go there and they didn't really do nothing with it. I was like, wait, what? Like y'all just said the name just to say the name, but y'all didn't really do anything out of it. So I don't know. Like I felt like Clint should have been a part of it, period. I would have loved to see that. Now with the end credit scene, and I was going to talk about it a little bit later on, but in the, with the in credit scene, you know, they, they mentioned him or they showed a picture of him, you know, in relation to, you know, uh, Natasha passing away. 
even though that's not how it happened i was like you know they y'all brought him in for like two seconds as a picture but he should have been in the movie so i don't know i don't know uh the action was good though um the action especially with let's let's talk about taskmaster so the second thing i would say um hit and miss with taskmaster um for me uh taskmaster i so i know this character from playing the spider-man games and taskmaster his taskmaster <laughs> this is like a tongue twist i don't know why but anyways um this character has the ability to watch its opponent and then mirror everything that his opponent is doing so like it was one of the hardest like bosses for me while playing spider-man because you know spider-man would swing around do certain things and like do certain fighting moves and then taskmaster was would literally copy so then every single thing you would try to do he would just do the same thing and counteract it so you would have to be quick on your feet so it was always fun to try to fight and defeat him but he was one of the the tougher ones this taskmaster you know he you, you know well spoiler alert she um you know would show up and do certain things and the fight was really cool and stuff like that but i just wanted a little bit more i wanted a little bit more from um from that character i felt like i didn't get what i know that character to be now i know a lot of people online were upset with the fact that the reveal of taskmaster was a female um and i guess it not necessarily the saying it can't be a female i guess just from the history of that character for me that part didn't bother me um i could understand especially within the context of this story uh why it was a female so that didn't bother me at all i just wanted more from that particular character like we saw he you know he was walking around with a shield he would do certain things like how captain america would do it and yeah they had a little video of you know you know taskmaster watching captain america fight and watching black panther fight and that's how you know um she got her moves but i was over here like i would have loved to seen taskmaster like fight you know a version of captain america like you know what i mean like like you know if it wasn't if it wasn't Steve Rogers, it couldn't. Well, Isaiah Bradley would have been in jail. Oh, well, maybe. Well, yeah, he would have been in jail or he was in hiding. So it would have not been him. But there was other super soldiers that, you know, could have fought with a shield. You know what I mean? Or even in a flashback, maybe Taskmaster shown up, you know, with Steve Rogers at some point and tried to fight him and then, you know, left. You know what I mean? That could have been kind of cool just to tie that in. Um, but yeah, well, also Black Panther, you know, Black Panther, I know he just showed up with, um, uh, Captain America Civil War, but Black Panther, the character was always around. So maybe, you know, with these are supposed to be super spies. Maybe they infiltrated, you know, Wakanda. Well, you ain't getting through Wakanda, so let's not say that. But, you know, maybe, you know, you know, was watching, you know, you know, then as they go to do this, this uh, different missions around the world. I don't I don't know. I just wanted I wanted Taskmaster to fight them to how to learn how to copy their moves, not watch it on a video and be like, okay now i can do it and it was clear that he he was copying uh black panther because he did the little cross of the arms when the claws came out you know um she would throw the shield so i don't know like the character was cool but i just wanted more from it i wanted more the twist that you know uh 
uh, Natasha Romanoff and Yelena Belova, like their parents is not their parents. Um, you know, that was kind of interesting. I didn't, you know, I guess they were a part of a program. They were assigned to take care of them. You know, that the whole thing was like, all right, I, I can understand that. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it was just weird. It was just kind of weird. Um, the whole thing at the very end, um, the mind control thing, that was cool. You know, um, I guess he's been giving off the person who was in charge of all these different black widows and stuff like that will have like a, a, a pheromone or, you know, some type of scent that will block any of his subjects or the girls and stuff like that from being able to attack him. And the only way that they can get rid of it is if they would, you know, to sever that nerve in the middle of their head or, you know, chemically induced by, you know, the, the chemicals they were walking, walking around with. So that was, that was pretty cool. The whole third act fighting scene was all CGI. Um, it's, it's kind of unbelievable for me to see black widow literally flying through air, you know, landing off of falling debris and still being able to fight when there's no other superhero, you know, people around. I don't know. It's just, I feel like there's a lot more you can do with, you know, that character where it would have been a little bit more epic, you know, it doesn't have to be like this huge thing. And also like, okay, now in my head with Marvel stuff, with Marvel stuff, because we have an established world now, it's kind of hard to believe any major event happening like that in other Avengers or other personnel are not made aware of. Like, for example, I love WandaVision. And I think I said this on the podcast when I was talking to Oscar about it, but I love WandaVision. Love it, love it, love it, love it, right? Um, the one complaint that I had about it and I, we later found out that it was originally a part of it, but they took it away, which, you know, from a logical standpoint and business mindset, I'm like, all right, I can, I understand, but story-wise it still didn't make no sense to me is when Wanda did what she did, Dr. Strange would have been made aware of. Um, especially the fact that, you know, this was happening in New Jersey. Dr. Strange lives in New York. Um, he's supposed to be the sorcerer supreme, you know, protector of the realm and, you know, all things natural. Well, all things like, you know, within like the natural world and, you know, the spirit world or whatever the case may be, or, you know, he would have been made aware. He would have shown up and would have been like, Wanda girl, like get your stuff together. Come on. You know what I mean? So the fact that, you know, Dr. Strange did not show up at all. I was like, Hmm, like it's, it's kind of hard. It's, it's kind of hard. Like you have to have these solo movies be in such an isolated event to where everyone doesn't get, you know, alerted. Like for example, the first Ant-Man movie, First of all, they were in San Francisco and I don't from off the top of my head. I don't know if there's any established characters on the West Coast. So that's one. So I was like, OK, cool. They're they're far out of reach. And then two, you know, a lot of their stuff, like when they were fighting on the trains and stuff like that, it was a toy train inside of, inside of an apartment. So even though it was epic on scale, but because, you know, it was Ant-Man um, and oh, I forgot the, was a yellow jacket. I, for, I forgot the name of the, the villain, but you know, because they were like the small size, you know, it was epic for the movie, but it was a small isolated event. So those types of things, I'm like, okay, I can understand that, you know, with Shang-Chi, I'm pretty sure that's going to be an isolated event somewhere over there, which actually I'm like, I'm wondering at what point 
is that movie taking place but anyways that's that's another conversation you know so but these major events like that's why i'm happy about the, the upcoming spider-man movie because spider-man stays in new york dr strange stays right there it just it makes the most sense that dr strange is going to be in this movie because i'm just like how spider-man is going to be able to do all this stuff and dr strange is right there and he don't show up and be like kid what's going on you know what i mean so i don't know i don't know but anyways back to black widow um this whole third act you know the literally the government is looking for them and you have this fallen you know this i guess this base that was in the air you know out of everyone's reach and now all of a sudden it's falling apart and it's falling to the ground you mean to tell me that no one can see that <laughs> no no one can see this thing fall out of you know uh, the government is looking for black widow and all the stuff like that no one can see that i guess so that's that's what i mean so it it was it was a lot but i guess i feel like i've been like bickering about the entire thing i will okay so some positives like i said i love the action sequences besides like the, the last third act, but even like some parts within the third act was really cool um i would say florence Pugh's yelena belova's character was amazing she pretty much was the star of the movie um which is kind of interesting that scarlett johansson let her be the star of her own movie um but i'm okay with yelena belova becoming the next black widow or a version of that character that was really cool um i love the end credit scene with uh you know her going to her sister's grave and you know just having that moment with her and then a what's her face shows up from you know uh falcon and the winter soldier now some tea for you guys uh, as i'm saying this i'm trying to look up so i can give you names um uh valentina valentina uh was played by the lady from veep uh and also also from seinfeld i don't i don't know her name i'm, I'm so sorry but anyways the character's name is valentina and she pretty much goes she finds yelena at her gravesite and was just like you know i can get you justice for your killer who killed your sister and shows a picture of hawkeye you know and that's i guess is going to set her up the the hawkeye uh tv series is still supposed to be coming out this year which is you know mind-blowing to me um they still have so much stuff that is coming out this year um, and I did look up on IMBD and saw that, you know, Florence Pugh was supposed to be an intricate part of that series as well. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, but like I said, I can see, you know, uh, Yelena becoming Black Widow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I think that was one of the better parts, the end credit scene, because they said they're setting up future, future stuff. Like we talk about it, uh, on the Loki episode I'm, and I'm, I'm going to leave that discussion over there, but we just talk about how I feel like both Loki and black widow, um, the most exciting things about those things or those TV shows or properties is the setup for what's to come, you know? Um, there's a lot of different things that they can go a lot of different ways. And I feel like Marvel is setting up a few things, you know, um, for us to feed off of for the next couple of years. Um, the biggest thing is the multiverse. Um, I think we're also getting a version of the Thunderbolts or like the Dark Avengers. Um, and if you don't know what the Thunderbolts is, it's pretty much like Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. You have a team full of like villains or anti-heroes, I should say, um, who are put together by Ross, um, who's the one from the government. He's the one, for, if you remember in um, Captain America Civil War, he's the one who was leading the Sokovia Accords and, you know, tell them about the different things that they've done in the past, stuff like that. 
So, and then you also have the Young Avengers. You have the Young Avengers that are coming. Um, you know, you have these characters showing up in different TV shows and different movies. We already had Wicked and Speed, which is uh, Scarlet Witch's children from WandaVision. We have a couple of other. Uh, we have Cassie Lang, which is, uh, you know, Scott Lang, uh, Ant-Man's daughter. Um, we also have, you know, other characters coming as well. So they're setting up things for the future. They're trying to phase out the original people, part of the Marvel franchise and getting us used to these new characters. And Marvel's really good at that. And the one thing I will say is their connectivity. Oh, some tea. I forgot the tea. The tea. Let me go back. Let me go back before I like, you know, my appreciation again. Um, so Valentina's character originally was supposed to show up in this movie first black widow uh if y'all seen falcon and the winter soldier she was a part of that tv show uh for a few scenes here and there she pretty much recruited um a u.s agent because he's not my captain america um she recruited him and i think she was supposed to show up she was, we was supposed to have already seen that character in there because you remember before the pandemic and before everything went how it went in the world black widow was supposed to come out first it was supposed to be the first entry into phase four um it was supposed to get that introduction there and i also and i think even also florence Pugh's character would have shown up in falcon and the winter soldier as well had everything not been in a pandemic in the past year so because we got her and Falcon and the Winter Soldier first, and then she shows up in here again to pretty much recruit her to go try to go after Hawkeye. I don't know what her intention is. She's definitely not a good person because you know she recruited US agent. You can tell she has some alternative motives behind it. I wouldn't be surprised if she shows up in the Hawkeye TV series. Um, so very excited about that, just to see what's gonna happen. Um, I mentioned to you guys before, so far this year we've had wandavision we've had falcon winter soldier we had loki now we have black widow we still have you know the what if tv animated series from marvel which at first i was kind of like you know i'll watch some episodes here and there and i'm probably gonna still watch all of them and i think the most exciting thing for me is the fact that they got all the voice actors to come back who played you know those characters in the movies they got them all to come back from the actual animated show so that's really um, exciting you also have shang chi you have the internals you have you know spider-man no way home you also have miss marvel and you also have hawkeye that are all still supposed to come out in 2021 as of right now, they haven't said anything else about them moving anything to next year because next year is already jam-packed with a whole bunch of stuff too. So Marvel is feeding us, you know, like I said, it, like a, like you know, the Black Widow movie, it's, it's not bad, you know, it's still a good movie. I still enjoyed it. These nitpicks that makes it not so great for me is just nitpicks, you know, it's not like a horrible movie where I was watching and was like, wow, like they they really messed that one up <laughs> um you know so i don't i don't think it's that it's just I, we got a movie and you know i wish it would have been a little bit different um but overall i still have fun with it i still think that um i'm excited for what's to come i'm excited for these characters um i think just based on how they executed the different events in the movie we can get other Black Widow movies from other different, you know, Black Widows that was a part of the movie. We can get some stuff around Yelena Belova's character. Um, there's a lot of different things we can get. So I am definitely excited to see what is going to come. 
of Black Widow, of Marvel, of everything in Phase 4. It's so interesting. What did you guys think of this movie, though? Have you guys had the chance to see it? Are you going to see it? Do you want to see it? Um, let me know. You know, you're going to always hit me up on my Instagram page at the movie bugle. And I'm going to start posting like different, you know, questions, you know, interactions and stuff like that on there just so I can get some more interactions from the people who listen. Um, but let me know what you guys think of Black Widow and i can't wait for the next movie um i think the biggest thing that they're gonna have to do now is make sure that the tv shows and the movies feel like two separate events and you know we have we have the you know we had three tv shows so far and then we also have black widow and then in the fall and winter time we have you know three movies coming out two tv show well three tv shows if you count the the what if animated series um, so we have a lot of content and I, I want to make sure that my movies feel different from my TV shows. My TV shows feel different from the movies. However, comma, everything is still intertwined and connected. And that's the good thing about Marvel. No other franchise is doing it like them. Like no other franchise is thinking seven years down the line and say, OK, um, like I, I heard this. I heard this interview with Kevin Feige and how he was talking about how for Shang-Chi, they knew like seven eight years ago they wanted to do this movie so they started planting seeds of you know the 10 rings in movies here and there where now that they announce shang chi you can go back and you can find these clues there was even a clue in the first iron man movie like that's so crazy to me that i'm pretty sure that that wasn't even on the books at all like they they plant stuff and they they make it worth your while they 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 have good payoffs and they think about, you know, the source material, but they also think about, you know, their fans. And that's one thing I love about Marvel. Keep it up, you guys over there. I'm so excited. I can't wait to continue to be fed by the 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 wonderfulness. Uh, is that even a real word? <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm just so excited for Marvel and everything that's to come. Make sure you check out Black Widow. It is available on Disney Plus for premiere access purchase, or you can see it in theaters. So there you guys have it. My my thoughts on Black Widow. And I like I said, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't my favorite Marvel movie, but you know, it, it wasn't a bad one either. So we have another one in the books. Anyways, you guys, thank you guys for checking out the Movie Bugle podcast. My name is Justin. Please be sure to check out at the Movie Bugle on my Instagram page uh, where you can find anything regarding my podcast show. You can ask me questions. You can interact with me on there. Please make sure you click the link in that bio to find all the different ways you can connect with me, all the different ways you can listen to them at the Movie Bugle. And also, if you want to just go directly to the website, it's link L linktr.ee forward slash the movie bugle you'll be able to find that share it with your friends and until next time i will talk to you guys soon bye bye